Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of I'm Telling You. As always, your witty antics filled host, Philly D. Mr. Gemini. Yeah, and uh, if you'd like to uh, reach out to us to continue this conversation, because we're, uh, we're always into that and asking for it, so please go ahead and reach out to us at... I'm telling you at directionsandmusic.org. That's I-M-T-E-L-L-I-N-Y-O-U at directionsandmusic.org. See, when you do it like that, I can't do the robot. No? It, ta- it takes me out of the robot, and it's like you, you're That's just... I like it. You're denying me my robot. It's the double L. I threw I it off with the double L. I don't know if I like that. I'm not, I'm not feeling that. We're gonna have, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk to the counselor about that later. The counselor, yeah, or the group of counselors. I don't know. The like, counselor like, called you back yet? We have like a council it's, it's of counselors. That's what it is. It's no like, one person can handle this. <laughs> yeah, nobody handle that. <laughs> uh, but I yeah. can't handle it. Honestly, please help. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, first time listeners, uh, this is a, a 30 year friendship between the two of us, just kind of chopping it up and uh, having some serious conversations. Uh, with a lot of antics and dad jokes and movie quotes, and um, it's gotten us to a point where we uh, we decided well, we have, to we have something to celebrate. Right well, now. yeah, well, that's that's the thing is it's brought us to a place where you know we've we've been asking it's for broaden, broaden us. Yeah, it's broaden, b r o u g h t e n broaden, like youths. Yeah, it's broaden us. Okay, but it's it's we are now at this place where we've been asking for. And the the universe has finally answered our our all, prayers and our wishes. All the stars are aligned. Yeah, it's like the age tonight. of Aquarius going on over here. No guarantees for how long this will work or how long it'll last. Yeah, well, we did. So we did a uh, one trial run, and um, and it seemed to go pretty well. So we're uh, we're, we're going to do it for real. This is like the the take two, but the real one. So hopefully everything's all worked out. But uh, we so have fact a fact checker. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, if, if everybody please well, welcome Miss JD. Hi. <sighs> right, that's a hi. Wait, don't, don't we have applause? Can we, can we do that's that? That's fake applause. We can't do fake applause. That's, oh, but just once. Just once. Hit a button for JD. No, I can't do it. You won't hit a button for me. No, because I don't like you. I want to hit a button. You still won't let me hit a button. One day, maybe, if you can find the button. Young Padawan. Young, young Padawan. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so no, we um we we uh we've been so, asking for a fact checker. We uh couldn't find one locally, unfortunately. It didn't work out, but we do uh we have a uh, how do you want to call? It? I don't know what do you, what is there is there a title for this? We didn't even discuss this. Like, should we name this? Is this like a well? I don't know. I mean, we got the Coralero. We got the Tangent Man. Your remote knowledge specialist. <laughs> it's got, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. It doesn't. Or, doesn't we'll have roll to at all. The clickety clacker. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that works. Clickety clacker. Well, because we're always asking for you. Like, yeah, do that clickety clacky thing. You know, that's like the the internet's. That's how you the, you do the Google clickety clack. Get to that. Yeah, right, dude, yeah, that was pretty good. I did like that. That was pretty awesome. Word. But yeah, so now we uh, we actually have a legit fact checker. So there's going to be times where you know we're going to be instead of us trying to look up stuff, because we, when we did the trial run, this was really awesome, is like, she's actually really quick at it and thorough and like, like point on. Like great facts. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we're at the, like, the speed of light. You got to keep up with this. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe it's that we're so slow that it seems like she's like really fast at it and it's like, no. Maybe that's it. It's all perception. I mean, you know, that's what we always talk about. Perception makes it real. These are the circles we we like to delve into, the different things, you know. But yeah, perception. 
Well, see, I take it to the whole like, all right, the the law of attraction thing, where if you keep focusing on that thing, which what we've been focusing on is like, yo, we need we need to get us a fact checker, like we need to get better equipment, we need to like. And we've been doing that and all like slowly but surely, like all that stuff's been like happening. Yeah, go ahead, tap. That's no, it's not going to do anything. We know this. Do I know? Yeah. Well, just hopefully, just don't try to get it on just you if you can. You know, because when you're christening the new freaking studio, it's not, it's not very helpful. I didn't christen anything <laughs> with the studio. Did you Oski oh. skeeted the floor? Well, not this time, but the no, last time. Nothing that time. Nothing. See, it's nothing I can, it's each beer is, it's got its own personality. Yes. That's, that's your MO. Blame something else. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Yeah. Each beer has got its own personality and it comes with <laughs> its own vitamins. We were just talking about that. Yeah, we found out. Yeah. Our, uh, our fact checker help us out on that is, uh, there's actually B vitamins in beer. You thought I was messing around like, yeah, B for beer, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was just my dad joke, but. Well, I mean, it's coming from grain. It's serious. Right? Well, because, I mean, that's what it is. It's coming from grain, so it's like... It's malted, yeah, malted barley. I could I could see that there's the potential for, but, you know, as we found out, it would be mass consumption of beer to get that, you know, quantity of, of B vitamins. So it's like... So that's the problem. You're just not drinking enough. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, no, no, no. It's you like, have like 38 Guinness. Yeah, it was like 38 Guinness or something like yeah, that. 50 lager. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, just, just to get B vitamins. We get six Schlitzes. Dude, it's not enough. You're going to need 60. You guys want anything? Yeah, what do you, with 60 Schlitzes? Like, what? I need my B vitamins. <laughs> I keep my B1, my B12. You don't have to drink like 85 of these things. Dude, I think, what was the light beer? It was like 105. Like, was one of those ice, ice, yeah, natty ice beers, or something. Yeah. Like, oh, great, yeah, no. It's like, can I get like twelve cases to go? What? Yeah, no. Well, natty ice, you know. Oh, next day after natty ice is not good. I don't know. I never did it. Yeah. Well, you're you're lucky. Well, I mean, so I was always allowed to to drink at uh, at leisure because I was taught respect for it growing up. I kind of was. So I never felt the need to like want to drink in that kind of a fashion. Like to me, getting messed up just it was still exciting. It with, ruined it with the right friends. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've only like literally been tossed like three times in my life, and I mean, I remember most of those nights. I remember. I, <laughs> I remember I got so wrecked at my one my one buddy's house. He lived up. You know, like like beyond skyline, like up that hill in that. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there. Was, I know a couple of cats up there. Um, and you, you probably know this guy, but you know we don't we don't do the name thing. But yeah, plus I don't I don't hang out with that those dudes no more. I remember. <laughs> I remember I was like, was that oh I had thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in there, and I was over his house like all afternoon. It was like. You know, considered himself a genius. Like he was the first one that discovered, hey, I can empty out some of the liquor and fill it back up with water and nobody's going to be the wiser. <laughs> and it was one of those afternoons. And I remember like, like just, you know, enjoying ourselves, you know, moshing to like the Doors music and drinking probably way too many shots. Did you say moshing to the Doors? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I that one too. 
And I just remember like when the, when the afternoon was over and I had to go home, I had to get a ride from his mom. I'm like, all the way home in the back seat. I'm like, she has to know something's going on. Like, it's got to be coming out of my pores right now. And I'm sitting in the back seat in the most awkward position because I'm trying to find that position that you can sit in that doesn't make you want to barf. <laughs> At, well, uh, yeah. Statute of Limitations is out right now, right? I mean, that was a long time ago. Well, I mean, it, I, I, all right, well, that... To me, that's not the part that you know <laughs> is uh, concerning. Uh, what what's this seating position that I was in? No, I just so like that's the thing is like that's why I never really was big on drinking. Is what what if you're gonna drink like do it for the enjoyment? Getting to that kind of a place like I don't I don't get the enjoyment at that point. You know, like right. But it takes a few times to discover where that point is, and it changes. I mean, if you drink often, like say you don't drink a lot, but you drink often, it might take a little bit more for you to get to that point. Well, see, but every alcohol reacts differently with your body. So, True. I mean, you know. Some people can't drink tequila. I mean, dude, I always say, it's like people say, oh, I don't like tequila. I always tell them like, no, you don't like shitty mezcal because there's a difference. Where I've you had people want... tell me, like they swear up and down, they're like, I can drink clear liquor like it's water. But if I touch that, that brown stuff, Messes me up. Doesn't matter what it is. Like brown liquor messes me up. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's possible. I say whiskey, a little bit of whiskey is medicine at the right times, you know? See, I believe like a lot of it at tequila is medicine at all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. That could be dangerous. I don't know. What do you think, JD? Dude, I'm actually something right now. Yeah, tequila is medicine. Like this is where it's, it's, it's originated from. I'm curious what the difference is between tequila like, and mezcal, the brown liquor. Oh, there we clear go. Liquor. Clear liquor and brown. Well, I mean, well, I mean, it really has to do with barrel aging, doesn't it? I mean, in the well, old school. I mean, nowadays they can add all kinds of other stuff to. I would also think that it might have something to do with uh, what what it's made from. Because I mean, I don't know if some of that would like it would somehow the I guess it would dye it even through the distillation. Like it doing, has to do with the substances uh, found within it. With the, so <laughs> if, it's, if it's clear, it means it's a more pure product. The darker varieties contain minute amounts of substances called congeners, which clear liquors do not. Yeah, so there's just more particulate in it, basically. That's what I'm saying. So maybe it's like a, a conglomerate of like all of like the funk that didn't quite distill out. That's the flavor. Well, but you know, know, like you're the, saying, barrel age. I mean, like, you, okay, you can make new whiskey, right? You can make whiskey, and when, like the minute you're done stilling it, you can drink it. Well, I mean, but once it's, it's not the it, same as it's as, proofing itself, maybe because you got to make sure it's proofed right. Well, yes. You can't just go straight drink it. You don't want to go drink, be, That's how you go blind, bro. You don't want to drink the top liquor. You want to pour well, that off. It's also aged in a barrel, which then would take the smoked char flavor and the coloring of that within it. Like so either even if it went American in clear, oak. By the time it came out, it would be darker. Well, what kind of? It was. It's white oak, I think. That's preferred. I don't know if that's a Canadian. They char product. the insides of the barrels, though. Yeah, they usually char them so it takes on like a smoky flavor. Well, that was a uh, Jack Daniel's big thing. 
uh, they they actually make their own barrels and have. Is that a Jack Daniels thing, or is that like like mountain grown Folgers? Like all coffee is grown on a mountain. <laughs> like, what is this mountain grown Folgers? Like you're special. Yeah, the, you know it's uh, brewed in the Rocky Mountains. I think I want in the cold this. water springs. I think you're special. Um, like wait, you don't think this is a mountain? <laughs> um. But yeah, no, uh, for the Jack Daniels things. Yeah, because I um, <clears throat> I was watching a special on that. I want to say it was like on TLC or Discovery like way back in the day or whatever. Um, they actually produce in a dry county. So you can't even taste there. You have to go to the other end of the property, which is just over like the county line or something like that. Well, but it's on the premises. Yeah, and they have their own spring. So they produce, so they have like their, their ground produces their own water. So they're always getting the same water. See, that's that's the thing a lot of people I think would overlook, but the water is really important. Well, like, see, that's why with? That's and that's really why important. I feel like I don't enjoy some beers because while whether it has its own flavor or not and I enjoy it, I can, you know, there's some of them with the different waters, like I'm just my palate is sensitive to that, you know. I mean, oh, that's, so, that's by why the way, I don't do that one. It, it, it just uh By the way, what? I want to make the announcement in a I want to say in about three weeks we'll be able to taste my beer. Hopefully, it you know it works out and it's drinkable. It's my first attempt at an all grain brew, and it should be drinkable by about three weeks from now. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Yeah, well, you mean, yeah, uh, say three weeks from Friday, this Friday. So. This, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you've been talking about doing your own beer for a while now. Yeah, so I've done I've done one with like I was saying before with a master. I did one with with somebody who's been brewing for a while, and I did this one at home, and I did pretty good, except for like the last little bit. Like I felt rushed, and I missed a step, and I didn't throw in the last hop addition. Is it flame out? So after you turn the after you turn the heat off on the boil, yeah, it's like starting to cool down. You throw the hops in then, so it's not it's not pulling any alpha acids. It's just aroma. So it's, okay. And I didn't do that until I was chilling. I was like, "Oh no, actually, no, I forgot that I did. I did the sh the added sugars when I was chilling. I was like, "Oh crap! I hope it's still warm enough." And I like shook it all up in there while while it was chilling, like you know, stirred it gently, whatever. And uh, <laughs> <clears throat> and I forgot until later on. I was like, I was like, "Oh crap! I for I was like, why do I have so many hops? Like, oh man, I forgot one." So I ended up I'm. I dry hopped yesterday because it's been a couple of days in there. So, and now I think I have to wait like another week from this Friday before I can rack it and bottle it. So, okay. And then it'll be another couple of weeks before it, you know, finishes conditioning and settles out a little bit. So that it's what I would say finished product. And then hopefully after that, as it lagers in the fridge, that'll get a little better. I'm hoping. Well, I mean, it's first tries. So you never know. It may be. Well, and that's the weird thing. Like, you never know. Like, sometimes, and I've heard this before, like, other other people will say that, that are learning how to brew this. You know, I opened my first beer and it tasted like crap. It didn't taste like anything I expected. And they said, well, okay, well, leave the rest in the fridge for another week or two and then try it again. Because sometimes what, you know, the, the all flavors will settle out after a while. Like it'll as it clarifies and as it sits there and continues to lager. Mm. So, 
But I don't know if that works the same with ales as it does with actual lagers. But I am not a brewer, so I couldn't tell you. And I guess if you could bottle condition it longer. But I don't know. I'm still learning stuff. So, but Bottle conditioning is, for anyone that doesn't know, bottle conditioning is, is when you add a little bit of extra sugar after the main ferment just before you bottle so that when you cap it, it, that added sugar is food for the yeast to create just enough to create bubbles in your beer. That's what conditioning is. So conditioning is collecting bacteria farts? CO2, yeah. <clears throat> is, is, that what, is that what we're telling me? But we like the... Well, no, it's um, yeast. What, yeast farts? Sorry. Yeah, which is a fungus. Fungus farts? It's actually it's a, it's a non-mushroom growing fungus. It's just a spore. You know, it just it just eats sugar and farts. That's all it does. Well, make it poops. Sure, yeah, make sure it your, poops uh, alcohol. Makes your beer bubble <laughs> and it farts CO two. It sounds pretty cool, and it's full of vitamins. <laughs> I mean, the fungus have had it figured out for a long time. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not joking about this. This is for reals, man. Are you gonna be okay there, dude? This is, you're killing me right now, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Jesus Lord. B vitamins, man. Right here. Right. Dude, I want to say, like, honestly, your your rants lately have been very like spot on and continuous. <laughs> like, dude, your your tangents have been like somewhat delightful and enjoyable to listen to. Well, and I didn't want to say anything, but I didn't want to say <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but I didn't want to say anything. But on break, I partook in double noodles. Dude, that was double noodles? That was double noodles. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we all know what that leads to. No, we don't. Do we know what? Dude, I think we're like three for three on double noodles. If it happens, this is it'll be four for four. You would still be batting a thousand. No, but seriously, I didn't I didn't eat that much for dinner. So I needed I needed some sustenance. Dude, you were you were ransacking chips and cookies and everything. Yeah, those are some good cookies. I mean, I mean my kid made them, so you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how little D gets the, the crack in there, though. That's the impressive part. Because you don't even <laughs> taste it. It's amazing. <laughs> like, you don't even taste it, but it's just, oh. It's, uh, it depends on what kind of uh, mixer you use. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a counter mixer, so it, like, really just, it blends it. Blends it really well. All right, I'll, I'll let you get away with that. <laughs> it's something. There's, there's crack in there somewhere. I don't know. It's TLC. It must be. It's the love. Yeah, you can't you can't go chasing waterfalls. That's your love. Oh jeez. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> How do you not know? <laughs> Come on, Captain, you're killing me. Really? No. <laughs> oh, dude, you still need to watch that movie. That is a good one. Yeah. Oh, we got a new one we got to watch. Apparently, um, our dude wrote, uh, reached out to us and was like, yo, we need to, uh, we were talking about Steve Buscemi, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a, a movie called uh, Living in Oblivion okay. that he did. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's Living in Oblivion with the, I, I don't know if, I think he's the director in the movie. So he's not the director of the movie, but he might have also been that. I don't Is it like one of these like Sundance Film Festival. I things? think so. Okay, like it's. I a, mean, I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. You know, it's one of those artsy pieces. 
I don't, well, so he, he said, especially with like how you and I do what we do and the antics that have ensued, just not even like on mic, but like behind the scenes to get this stuff to happen. Like you can't write this stuff. You really can't. <laughs> and so he said, with that in mind, he's like that, that in of itself uh, would be something you and I would really enjoy just uh, to watch. And then he's like, yo, you could do like shows on just like that. You know what I feel like I need to watch? That I haven't seen in a very long time. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, dude. I haven't seen that in a long I mean You I literally I just miss, I miss Robin. I just quoted that movie two days ago when I was at the brewery. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I was talking to my dude who uh he was unfortunately in the which, kitchen, which he shouldn't have been I'm drinking but, a headmaster. Um, yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, but so homeboy's like, he's doing food prep and he shouldn't be. But, you know, he's he's the boss and he's the man and he handles his stuff. So he's he's doing his thing. Mm -hmm. And we started getting on the topic of like something and sort of like kind of like crack the, the tension in the air. Because we were in the brewery, I was just like, yeah, Bobby Bob beer, best beer Vietnam. Yeah, Bobby Bob beer, only beer Vietnam. <laughs> and it was like, boom, you know, and it just, it, it got a smile on his face because he's, he's a movie guy like us, so... Yeah, he definitely is. And so the music. To, yeah, yeah, oh, especially the music. But yeah, so to get him to like, you know, break break character for a second, just be like, oh, that was pretty good. You know, it was it was good to see him laugh. But yeah, dude, I love that movie. Yeah, the, the couple afternoons I'd like to, you know, I've that I, it's been a while, but to, to go over there just in the afternoon and have a beer, you know, light lunch. And the one time I went over there and there was like, there was two different movies playing and they were both, I think one was a newer one, but uh, the other one was a classic. What the heck was it? Can't think now. Yeah, that's. Good but I looked it. up and I, I immediately I was like, <laughs> I looked at the screen for like three seconds. I was like, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd consider myself a movie guy. I'm sure there's many people out there that are much more. But you know, you know what it is when like a classic movie, you could see like ten seconds of it. And you're like, oh, I know exactly what this is. It's like, yeah, I can name that tune in like three notes. It's like, yeah, dude, I can I can name that movie in three seconds. And it could just like literally be the intro or something, like right before the rolling, like for the opening credits or something. And just be like all over it. There's so many I forget about that I haven't seen this. Like, remember Romance in the Stone? Of course. That was, uh, wait, there was two of those, right? There yeah. was another. Yeah, Jewel and Nile. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, Kurt Douglas and um, Catherine, um, the hell's her name? Oh, damn it. Turner. I'm horrible with names. Yeah, Ka Kathleen, Kathleen Turner. Turner. Yeah, Kathleen there you go. See, yep. Fact checker See? saves the day. This is why we love you. This is a great thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, in Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, was, I don't know if he was in both. I think he was, no, I think he was. Like he was he towards. He played the, Rao. Yeah, wait, what was his name? Rao? Ralph. Ralph? Ralph. I think it was Ralph. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just know he was a short dude and he like he did stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He's a short dude and he did stuff. Like the plane, the plane, boss. Though that was another guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, your description wasn't very apt. I know. It would do, it just whenever I think of like Danny DeVito now, I always think of uh Super Troopers 2, where the one guy he's like, you know who is my favorite Batman villain? Is the Danny DeVito is the penguin? 
He's like, oh, that's Danny DeVito, the actor. It's the same guy. He's like, no, he's like the the guy on on the Always Sunny's in Philadelphia, and yeah, not the same. <laughs> and he's just like getting more and more pissed off about it. He's like, no, that's Danny DeVito. And then so I think the other guy like hops in on it too, right? Starts cracking with him. I'm still more a fan of the original. I I do like the second one, but I'm still more a fan of the original. Super Troopers. Well, and to me is the uh was it because I am there is run on jokes from the first to the second, which you know, so like the second one, there's a there's plenty of jokes that are still good by themselves, but then the ones that are like the continuation because they wouldn't really have the appropriate context, they wouldn't be as funny. So it's not a true standalone as far as it's you know that again, goes. It's the again that makes it, and not that there's anything wrong with that. There's everything right with that. Oh yeah, there is. It's it's the again that makes it funny. I get that. I get that. But I was my reference last time we brought this up was the Matrix. I was like, the Matrix could be a perfect standalone. Like you wouldn't have to add anything onto that. I mean, the the, the ones that came after that, like they, they were all right. They were good in their own. But you'd be fine with just the one. Like just introducing that concept was so revolutionary. Was it the revolutionary way, the way though? It was done. It, well, I think it was. I mean, I felt like it was very literal. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, so because it's so literal that it, it's metaphorical. I mean, it's like I. Uh, I don't know. It like it it hits you in the, in a similar way to the way Tron hits you the first time you saw it, but in a way even deeper because that was that was like the reality within the reality. But this is like no, this is the reality. Like we're pulling you out of it right now. And then like you can keep like when they when they did more of them, it was just like well, we got to make this rabbit hole even longer. And it was just a contest to see how more far-fetched you could make it. But the, just the original concept alone, I think, was a perfect standalone. And that's that was the reference that I made. That Well, I mean, to me, like, all right, so, all right, if the fact of, and I think this was part of it, is the fact of that they were in the Matrix world and then removed out of it into what's like the real world, as I like to air quotes, that is in and of itself could also be them still plugged into the matrix. It's just, that's the different platform. So it this gives is, them that other belief system. This is the online program that you fall into. So it's not actual reality. It's like reality light. We're well, still it, plugged in. You're still in a cocoon. Because well, they were talking about how it's like you, you're given the choice. Cause you know, instead of them being like, Hey, this is your world and you have to accept it. It's like, we give you a choice. It's like, it's either this world or this world in a sense. So, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I was just saying the, the rabbit hole goes even deeper because like, okay, well, what is it that you want? Once the computer program started to figure out, hey, if I can make these people feel like they found what they thought they found, you know, and like you can go even deeper and it's like, my only point was the original concept was such a like standalone blow you away concept and it was done so well that it didn't have to have a sequel. Well, I mean, if you, and that was my reference to the Super Trooper, that it was, it was perfect all on its own. The second one is funny, but so the original Super Troopers is is perfect. You're saying, I think as a standalone, all by itself, yeah. So you think it's perfect? 
But I mean, it can it can keep going. I mean, <laughs> I, I whatever. I mean, I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get you to say that it's perfect because it is. That movie's amazing. Uh, oh, the original. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. It was well put together. Yeah, well, and it's just it's like Jet one had. joke after another after another, and it actually has like Ursula. progression. Well, I mean, it has like true progression because you know any any time they show you this scenes is the prior time we're to having a huge conversation about this movie in particular, but um, yeah, but we never went as deep as this before. <laughs> sure, so we did. There's there's a, a whole new level to it on this one. Yeah, you can tell yourself that. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it is. I, you know, there's everything right with that. <laughs> um, yeah, because there's there's plenty of like foreshadowing in a sense where they're only bringing in stuff that is pertinent. So like every scene had information in it. So, you know, like the storyline continues. So yeah, the way they put it together, like produced it, the the overall layout from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a well done movie. I, I find it in some moments, it's actually so jam packed full of side jokes that it's kind of hard to track where the movie's going. You're kind of like, oh, okay, here we are. Never mind. Because <laughs> it's just, it gets, it, it, it gets me right here. Yeah. So, gets me yeah but it is one continuous joke like from scene to scene to scene like it's always going um what was another one like that um uh wedding crashers was one of those like oh, yeah, right. every time i watched it i would just laugh my ass off it didn't matter yeah and that one was also pretty continuous yeah, like they, they, every they, scene there's the chemistry just, between those two actors i think was was powerful well vince vaughn and owen wilson owen wilson and yeah yeah, and we, we've already talked about Vince Vaughn, but Owen Wilson matched up with him. That was, and his just his his own little thing that he brings, like Owen, the way he delivers a line. You know, yeah. no, they they definitely complement one another. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, plus that was just it was uh it was it was solid writing. I felt, you know, I mean, that's the thing is you can have a great script, but if the actors don't actually put it out there right if they don't have the you know if they're not casted correctly or they're, they're not given the right presentation because they're just not feeling the character or whatever you know that writing is is nothing now but in the in the reverse of that is the writing could be crap and if the person who's doing it is perfect for it and delivers it right like dude, it can be gold now like walking eyes and something Oh, dude, walkingizing. <laughs> oh, right. <clears throat> See, there you go. Like making like the words Christopher again. Christopher Walken can take three words and make it like a five-minute thing. Dude, I knew you probably do. You're really good. <laughs> this is a thing. <clears throat> dude, I want to see. I want to see this happen. That was that was another one of my words I made up. Right then. Yeah. Walkingizing. Yeah, that and uh, sincerely. Sincerely. Yeah. I don't know you and your words. That's what I do. My my tan my tangenting. Yeah, the tangent man. I, I'm, I'm working with what I got here. Do this. <laughs> <Tangent man. laughs> oh my goodness! That's Senor Corolero to you. Yeah, well, was it we were we were talking about earlier where it's like uh, tangent man. Miss <laughs> JD hears it as like Rocket Man. <laughs> it's like tangent man. Just somehow kind of. Swipe that and write our own lyrics for it. Well, I mean, you've been you've been suggesting music to go with this. You know, you're you're trying to. I feel like really live this out. It's like becoming a personal. Yeah, I feel like it should it should be some kind of a western. I don't know, like the you know, 
Yeah, dude, I got like old school, like like bonanza type music or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I mean, when you said that, like I kind of saw it as like, all right, cool. I could see it as like Western style, even though me originally I saw it as more as like Starsky and Hutch with like you know seventies cop duo kind of a thing. You know, we're just like real slapsticky about stuff. <laughs> Almost like if you know Cheech and Chong did Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> So like riding off into the sunset and I'm going off on such a tangent and I start falling off my horse and you got to and pull me back up, you know, the corraler. Cause that's what you do. See, I think that would work really well for like comic book. Yeah. Well, yeah. we got a, we got a guy, right? Or we know a guy who knows a guy. No, I, I got people. You got people. Oh, we need a comic Can strip. Call his people? Do we want people? Can your people call his people and get something together? I mean, we'll do lunch. Some of my people don't really like phone calls. I'm just saying. <laughs> I want to look at the eyes. I want to look you at know? the eyes. She I want to see the face. She like the juice. <laughs> That's so racist. No, I'm it's seriously. Uh, <clears throat> but seriously, folks. But seriously, folks. I want to. I want to look. I want to look at the eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't make it any better. I no. want to look you in the eye. I want to see your face. Your face. Oh, I really don't I, know what know. to do with you sometimes. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sigh it out. See if I give a crap. I do, though. I want to see your face. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> Everybody's covering their face these days. It's so depressing. What? Don't kick me. Dude, well, you're in reach now. I can smack the shit out of you. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And there's no equipment in the way now. Yeah, we, uh, I, I got us a new studio set up. We've, uh, we've upgraded. It's even better. Like, dude, we got all sorts of, like, crazy good stuff going on. It's, like, only up enough for us. See, that's the thing. I'm a crowler. I got to bring it back in. Here it is. So what do you want to talk about? Being about positive and all that good stuff. I am positive. I am positive. <laughs> Yeah, you also double noodles. It's the beer. Don't it's worry the about the noodles. <laughs> so you get all those B vitamins in you. Now you're on I'm I'm on a massive B vitamin kick right now. You're, I'm all jacked up on B vitamins. It's got, it's got vitamins and minerals and such. Yeah, I don't know, right? Well, that's that's what that's what you said, right? You were uh, Miss Shady. You were like it's in uh, minerals and vitamins. It yeah, had so like does both. Captain Crunch. You know. It's, I'm just <laughs> So does Captain Crunch. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. I mean, that is true. It's essential. Yeah. Isn't that stuff made from corn, though? Most of it, yeah. Most, yeah, I mean, most all those cereals. I mean, and then whiskey's made from corn, corn, right? So, so what, yeah. Does whiskey have B vitamins? Oh, and it's, and it's fermented. So yet again, I got no problem with that. I feel like this could be a thing. Fermented things are healthy. Like you ferment food that's good for you. It's like the, the good bacteria. Well, yeah, like cheese and stuff. Right? Well, yeah. Damn. Plus, I mean, like when you do, I mean, you know, when you make bread with yeast, isn't that's fungus? That's what you said, right? That's what yeast is. Yeah. So there you it go. Came from the cereal grains with all the vitamin B's. Is that, is that from this? Wait, in whiskey all the, or all the vitamin B's in beer? It said because it uses cereal grains. Whiskey wouldn't work because it's stilled. So you um, lose. Yeah. Oh, because it's not well, sitting in it. And it's yeah, You're just pulling off the alcohol. In whiskey, there is phosphorus, thiamine, which is vitamin B and zinc. So there is some nutrition in whiskey, is what I'm hearing. 
slightly. Slightly. I mean, all I heard was there's nutritional value in whiskey. Well, certainly there is. Like I said, it's medicine. See, that's why I say it's tequila. If you get into like, um, like single malt scotch and stuff like that, like certain places that it's made, that determines the style that it is because it takes on different notes from the peat that grows in that area that they use to burn the barley. So when they scorch the barley, they use the local peat. And like if you've ever had Islay, <clears throat> which is a style of, of single malt, yeah. Islay tends to, a lot of people don't like it. It's an acquired taste. It tends to taste like, it's got like an iodine finish. Yeah, they say it's like too peaty. But it's, it's, that's actually like, it's found in medicines, that, that chemical component. Like it's- Whiskey was used as a medicine. In ancient Gaelic, it loosely translates to water of life. Mm-hmm. And that's about right. Mm-hmm. No, this is <laughs> not a race. Come century, on, dude. <laughs> it's apothecary. Sold whiskey as a tonic to slow aging, cure congestion, and relieve joint pain. During the American Prohibition, doctors prescribed whiskey to treat pneumonia, high blood pressure, and tuberculosis. And tuberculosis. They, they also prescribed Coca-Cola, Coke syrup, actually, I believe, which actually, which was a cocaine derivative. On or, no, it wasn't even a derivative. It was a, it was, it was cocaine and some kind of a, a drinkable form. It was coca extract or something like that. Best of my knowledge, it was laced with cocaine at one point. Yeah. Well, the original Coca-Cola. Yes. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like Joe Rogan had a conversation with somebody about this not that long oh, ago, sure. and I was listening to it. Oh, recently? Yeah, fairly fairly recently. I want to say in the past few months or something like that, maybe. I mean, it's a historical thing. You think about some of the stuff we used to use, that like people wouldn't even, like, laudanum. Dude, I was actually thinking about that. <laughs> um, but then again, there's other, there's other things that are considered perfectly legitimate now. I mean, well, but, oxy, yeah, I mean, oxy is no joke. Oxy's taking lives. Well, but that I mean, isn't that, that like shit. basically like a pharmaceutical grade, you know, heroin in a sense. I mean, it's like super basically, clean. It's yeah, but uh, dude, that's I don't know. I it's, mean, methadone. If you want to get technical, is dude, that's crazy stuff. That's, and that's what they use to treat people who are coming down off. But it's it's basically the same thing. In some ways, some people consider it worse. The original recipe of Coca-Cola in 1885 yeah. did contain cocaine. How long did it last? It was for? when when was it actually off the shelves? Because I heard I heard stories that like people my parents' age could still get it at one point, and at some point it got cut off. I don't know if it was the 60s well, or 70s. When, when Coca-Cola was invented, cocaine was legal and it was a common ingredient in medicines and people thought it was safe to use in small amounts. Yeah. Do I remember this? Well, I mean, not like literally, but... In, in small know. amounts, yeah, I guess. But I, I always say moderation. Anything in moderation can be a good thing, you know, if it's actually helping. Well, I mean, I, from what I recall... And we have a fact checker now, but from what I recall, like the coca leaf itself, if you don't process it and do all this other crap to it, there's actually no ill effects to it. They they chew on it like it's a cup of coffee in the morning and it wakes them up. You know, they use yeah. it as you would use medicine, you know, sparingly when mm -hmm. they need it. 
and it causes no ill effects. You know, you got to work a couple hours in the field and you're tired, you chew on a coca leaf. It gives you a little pep in your step. You know, it's kind of like chewing a piece of gum, <laughs> whatever. You know, that's like a cultural thing. Yeah, it's like a caffeine There's spice. no side effects from it. Yeah. yeah, in moderation or small amounts, they did view it as a medicinal. Um, I think it was actually good it, for cleaning your teeth and stuff like that too. Well, it claims to <clears throat> cure headaches, upset your stomach, and fatigue. And, and fatigue. Oh, yeah. Fatigue is gone. <laughs> You've got the cleanest hut uh-huh. in the whole village. <laughs> the cleanest hut in the whole <laughs> You have got, wow, that's an immaculate hut. What are you doing? I'm just, I'm, I'm putting a new roof on. Don't worry about it. It's like, it's a dirt floor, but it's like the cleanest dirt floor you've ever seen. It's like, wow, that's a well-swept dirt floor there. That's just, that's just great. <laughs> well, it's because I swept it like 17 times. It's like swept in like a crisscross pattern. Like somebody really took some time. The floor has gone to plaid. <laughs> Not and a bad thing. To answer your question Coca-Cola about where the cocaine was taken out, yeah, it was created in 1885 by a man in his backyard. By a man in his backyard. Joe Pemberton. Good- That's Joe always Pemberton, a, good- a pharmacist from Atlanta, Georgia, to be specific. And then after an American spoke out about the addictive ingredients, you know, cocaine, in 1891, it slowly revamped its medicines formula and then they eventually took it out completely. So they eliminated it. Um, It was reduced over time, but it was completely eliminated in 1929 out of the Coca-Cola. So in 29, okay. So the start of the 1930s. More like our grandparents, I would say. Wow, okay. were, Were of the age, I guess, that they could have gone to the pharmacy and picked that up. Yeah, well, that's um, that's kind of crazy, though. I mean, and is they it? still do have Coca Cola syrup at certain pharmacies that you can pick up, but I guarantee you, it does no longer have cocaine in it. I yeah, yeah. I've heard that, but I that's what I was wondering. Like, so, like, what is that, or is it a is it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't like, is, it, is it something that's recreated in a lab, so it's okay, or? That's like tantrum soda. Like I always wonder about that. Well, <laughs> no, well, we recreated it, so it's not really cocaine. It's you know, it's it's good for you. Well, I mean, we've had that discussion before, where they go into the, like the Amazon or these you know deep jungles, find these plants that have these therapeutic components to them. You know, this holistic medicine, and then they take it and they synthesize that molecule or chain or whatever it is that actually produces the result they're looking for. And there's your new drug. Yeah, so it's literally a synthesized plant component. Yes. 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 Do you, do I mean, you ever think, I think about that? I think um, the point the point I try to make when I get on this subject is it's it's already been created with, I mean, like we look at the active ingredients and we ignore everything else. Where do we draw the line there? Who's to say that some of the other components within the natural organization of that organic substance aren't there for a reason? You know, whether they provide like different essential oils or protein strains or whatever it is to add to that combination that makes it more absorbable by your body. Maybe there's a reason it comes the way it does. Well, yeah, we've talked about that with uh, like ayahuasca, you know, and you can't recreate that. It has to be. 
this process well, as, as well as i think was it um on on the the one uh, joe rogan podcast or whatever the the one guy was talking about it where our body can only actually utilize the dmt on different levels by uh, being able to be ingested like through through our gut so it has to be actually consumable to cross the barrier from our intestines oh, your, your, like your stomach acids or whatever would just destroy it yeah i think that hey uh, <laughs> you, you got mail <laughs> mail motherfucker um but yeah that was a uh, notification for looking up cocaine uh oh <laughs> We're on a list. Oh no! You've been red flagged. I'm telling you at directionsmusic.org. <laughs> if you don't hear from us soon, please send help. We're, we're an Nairobian prince. Oh, but yeah, no. The um, send all proceeds to. I'm I telling you, you. Come on, let's get back to Washington. <laughs> I wasn't even in aisle four. No, you weren't. Um, Irv. Uh, but yeah, oh, so, oh, where the heck? Oh, great. You, you tangented me. Good job, buddy. Yeah, right. Off the tracks now. Um, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I literally forgot where, where the heck. Oh, thanks That's, a lot, buddy. AD, where were we? Yeah, somebody. Ayahuasca. Oh, thank you. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. So, the, yeah, the, the ayahuasca with the DMT. Um, because you have to, in order to, to properly ingest it as medicine, it needs to be consumed or cooked, you know, in a certain manner. So, you know, I agree with you in that aspect where you're just synthesizing the single component. To me, you're almost losing the, the actual actually, essence of it. I think they actually refer to it as like brewing. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're making you're, basically like a, a, you know, a stoop tea. But yeah. I mean, what, you're boiling it off and then it, you're letting it. Well, you know, like a chemical reaction happens faster in, in a heated, like, so they're forcing a chemical reaction through the heat, but it takes, like, you really have to, you have to boil it out of the, and I don't think it takes very long. You have to boil it out of the roots and the leaves and you pull the roots out after a very, fairly short period of time, but then you boil that down and you add more water and you boil it down again. So like there, there's a whole process to it that they claim came from, Communication the with the plants themselves. Yeah, dude. Which, I mean, so you know, my question would be is like, what did they finally do? Like, were they smoking some of like, because I mean, that's the thing is they'll smoke like- Well, there's natural tobacco around there that has- Yeah, as well as other plants. They'll just dry them and smoke them quality. like tobacco. So, I mean, you know, my they, like, which, which plant did you finally get to that all of a sudden you were just like, you know what? That tree told me to make special tea and I'm going to go do it. So they said as far back as like a couple thousand years ago. Like these, these shaman were alone in the woods. Maybe they were, you know, smoking on the local tobacco. Like it's, it's a different, I forget what it was. Uh, tobacco rustica or something like that. Oh yeah, you did. The, yeah. You know that stuff. I don't. Um, yeah. It's, it's nothing you'll find in like your average Marlboro. Well, cause that's the it's thing is actually I, a different strain. Altogether. Yeah. We were talking about like, the, yeah, the, the natural like wild strain of tobacco is actually hallucinogenic. Like it well, has like what the native Americans would have smoked was a tobacco, but yeah, it was, um, it's it, the Aztec tobacco. Is that another reference to Aztec tobacco? The nicotina rustica is commonly known as the Aztec tobacco there you go. or strong tobacco. It's a rainforest plant. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, so you don't, you're hearing nothing about that. 
Well, and that's what I was saying is like, so it's not even just the tobacco that they would smoke, but it was, you know, other herbs as well. So even, even in that capacity, you're still getting, you know, some form of a, you know, medicine, you know, a, u- a utilization that is actually beneficial to you and your, your body. Shaman was just sitting around the campfire one night, like high office cord and just got visited by like the spirit of ayahuasca who just gave him the whole recipe. Like, you know, you got to find these roots right over here. And they just start glowing in his mind. Like he's looking at them and he's like, okay. And find these leaves over here and they start glowing. Like, how did he get this message? Like what the plants told us. Well, so I would say the whole like Tesla uh, Einstein thing, like lucid dreaming, like maybe they were meditating and they just crossed over to that side where you, like we say the Akashic records and there's just the knowledge is available. Yeah. The knowledge is available is different than the plants told us. Well, but so that might also be like, that's language that barrier. And it's, I've heard that from more than one person in that reference. But so maybe that's that language the, barrier because of how they would explain it and how we would modify it from, you know, the I translation. Know. I think that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> I mean, that's not like I got an inkling or I suddenly realized that. No, it was the plants told me. Like feed there me, Seymour. <laughs> feed me. Smoked for medicinal. Um, so just naming some that you might be familiar with. Um, the marshmallow plant. The bear marshmallow bear. plant. The marshmallow plant is actually. Yeah. I told I told one of one of my Althea girls this one. officinalis. Oh, what's this? The Althea officinalis. That's, See, that's we're using called. like way too many science that's, names now. That's the Latin, right? For the what the marshmallow plant. Sure. But see, what what is a marshmallow plant? What, is, what I don't even understand. Well, what is it? The flavoring that's used in the making of marshmallows, right? And I was telling my daughters this one, like one of them had a sore throat one day. We got home from school, like, oh, daddy, I got a sore throat. I was like, here, here's two marshmallows. Don't just chew them and swallow them. I was, uh, you know, suck on them for a while, and then just let them kind of melt in your mouth, and your sore throat should go away. Because they contain a little bit of that root, which is actually, it's it's an old medicine that we used to use, you know, back in the early Americas, when we had to use natural resources to find cures for things like willow bark. Willow bark was commonly used for headaches. You're like blowing my mind right now. Correct. The marshmallow, he is correct on. Um, it goes back to ancient Egyptian times. However, Holy most modern day marshmallows actually do not contain much of the marshmallow root anymore. Because it's probably an but, extract. Yeah. But wow. you might get a little bit. <clears throat> Dude, this is crazy talk. Marshmallow plant. Is that what it's called now? Like it's just like its new name because that's what is it's... Is it a root? I want to say it's a root. I don't know. It, they do use the root for the um, flavoring of the... the some stuff. And it's, I don't get it. Like why certain things stick in my head and why some don't. Dude, I don't you know. The, the don't knowledge remember, you bring is like crazy. I don't remember my all my times tables, but I can remember. <laughs> this, you know, like, I don't remember the cap the capitals of all the states, but like you know, yeah, sixty six times what, in the what head. time zone am I in? Like, who cares? Does yeah. anybody People really know what time it is? What's that? Chamomile. Chamomile. Smoke chamomile. See, this is what. I'm, see, this goes back to what I'm talking about. Like the Poppy, idea that you know, like pop. was this about what? They have poppies, hops, lavender, lettuce. Hops, hops uh, are a distant cousin to marijuana. Oh yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I yeah. think we've talked about that before. 
catnip. Catnip. So, so this is, this is orum oregano passion flower. Yeah, don't don't mess with nutmeg. Do you hear that's that's nasty stuff? <laughs> but yeah, that'll make your whole world go. So, anyways, my my point to all of this before you both like went off on just like things that people smoke. I love table. I love lamp. Well, this is so, what happens when you death. when you when you Google. You know, sometimes you, yeah, just you go, go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. So help. the, so my point on all this is that like to, to <clears> agree <throat> with you with, you know, Hey, like we, we would, you know, synth synthesize, we would make this thing to me. It really does lose its, its true essence because I mean, you know, like what we were saying, the, was it the last shaman the guy was talking about when he was cleansing before he was even allowed to do the ayahuasca because he had to basically prepare his body he was smoking all of these different herbs as well as the local wild tobacco. He was smoking that Aztec tobacco, and uh, or was it something similar? I think it was a local version, whatever they had there. But well, it was just yeah, well, yeah, it was there. It was what they were growing there, which you know was probably just some very slight is, variation of it. But they don't smoke it the same way. It's not like it, it's not like they're smoking it for enjoyment. Because when you watch the way that they smoke that, there's it's a it's a ritualistic thing. It, to me, it reminds it's me very of mechanical. Uh, well, yeah, it reminds me of uh, like Rastafarian life. You know, it's sacrament. It's it's what gets them closer to God in a sense, or you know, to what they yeah. deem is like the the higher power. But then it's, it's like more the, like a, it's, the door to enlightenment almost. It's more like using sage to cleanse a room kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're you're doing it, it with your body. They, yeah, it says that they smoke the other variety of plants in their decoction for. Um, traditional, different traditional purposes before they do the ayahuasca. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're have, you have to basically, is you're cleansing your body. So the continuation is from the last shaman. We're talking about the character that was filmed throughout the whole, what was his name? Dude, I don't know. I, dude, I, I could okay, not it honestly. It doesn't really matter, but. Well, because that's not the main point of it. So that he really right. doesn't try to, you know, over over push with his name or anything like that. It's really more about the the journey and what he did. But yeah, it's, um, he shows himself, he does, you know, he vlogs it where he's going, you know, uh, for months and yeah, he's he, day after day, weeks after weeks, he's just constantly smoking different herbs and different tobacco, sometimes mixed. Well, and and it, it's because he's, he's cleaning himself. He's like blessing himself. You know, he's basically setting his body up to get it, rid of as many impurities as possible so that when he accepts the ayahuasca, he truly gets I mean, the healing from it. To a Western mind, that sounds really, like what do you, what kind of herbs do you smoke to cleanse your body? But like, we're talking about this, this guy was living in a hut for like, it was, was it 130, 150? I forget how many days it was in a row. And, and it was is, a few months. This is after doing, several installments of ayahuasca which last what 12 to 18 hours a session well depending but yeah the typical i think is yeah you're looking at like a relative it's, day it's of four hours up and down i think but then it's like the rest of the time to process so it can be like eight to 12 hours sometimes longer i think that's yeah. what i remember hearing and it was like after after doing all that he would go on he was basically on a fasting retreat so he was eating nothing but rice like cooked rice and fish oh, I was oh. I think that was it and tobacco he said cooked rice fish and tobacco that's all I was eating right yeah I think so 
Something like that. I, there may have been more to it, but yeah, it was a very restricted diet. But I mean, they're also literally in the middle of nowhere in, you know, freaking Peru. Yeah. In the middle of the jungle. Yeah, literally. Literally. Literally in the middle of the jungle. And uh, well, you know, it, yeah, as, as always, we're, uh, we finally start getting to ourselves into like a solid uh, topic. And uh, yeah, we, um, it's time to start. Go- oh, no. Well, I guess we've proven now that there's a couple topics that we've actually gone over twice tonight. When, what's that? What do you mean? Well, between Super Troopers and the ayahuasca trip thing. I don't, maybe which, which maybe I we should do so Super Troopers on ayahuasca. Honestly, anybody, anybody, new listener, old listener, anybody who hasn't seen the movie The Last Shaman, oh yeah, totally definitely see check that. it out because it's it's really moving. Yeah, the journey. It's really about the journey. It's not you know? about it's not about drugs. And as a matter of fact, it comes off at the end. They, 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 when you really look into this, it's people have quit. I mean, even things you wouldn't like. People have quit marijuana, heroin, alcohol. You know, abusive relationships, past damage, emotional, physical. Like yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's like the ultimate healer. But um, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. I mean, that if was this, if this topic was, is something that you like or something that you want to continue on with. Yeah, well, I mean, and I I enjoy it because it is that, like you said, it's the healing thing. But yeah, um, yeah, we can uh, please please write to us. Uh, you you want to do it because you can want to do your double L's. Go ahead, do your double L's with your double noodles. <laughs> Let's hey, hear it. Hit us up at directionsandmusic.org. Hit us up. I'm telling you at directionsandmusic.org. That's I-M-T-E-L-L-I-N-Y-O-U at directionsandmusic.org. Dude, I'm going to have to start doing it as if like I got goldfish in my shoes. <laughs> I'm going to start doing some like 70s stop. like disco you're stuff like a, and whatever else. like a fake gold tooth that you can pop over. Yeah, right. Why not? Some ODB style. But yeah, so um, yeah, uh, thank you to uh, Miss JD for being our fact checker. That was some super awesome stuff that we learned. Um, we're going to, you know, always come back and do some more. So we're glad that you were here. Um, you know, we're glad that our uh, fans checked in to listen to us. Uh, as always, this is, uh, you know, I'm telling you, Philly D. Mr. Gemini. Yeah, and, uh, you know, thanks for uh, checking in. Uh, we love you. We uh, we love everything about you. We want to be uh, good to yourself and uh, good to everyone else. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time, fam. Peace. Peace. Peace.